Welcome to another edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, the award-winning show covering fishing, hunting, conservation, destinations, and other outdoors recreation across the greater Northwest. Northwestern Outdoors is brought to you by Max Lur, Sportsman's Warehouse, Sina Sea Seafood, and Wallowa County Chamber of Commerce, and the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program. And now, let's see what's happening this week with your host, John Cruz. Welcome to the show. If you live in Washington State or maybe in Western Oregon, you're looking for something to do this weekend, I've got a suggestion for you. You really ought to come to the Washington Sportsman Show at the fairgrounds in Puyallup. It's going on through Sunday. It is the biggest sportsman show in Washington State. And in addition to all the seminars and exhibitors and all the things you can see and do, I hope you'll stop by our booth, our Northwestern Outdoors radio booth, because we are doing some giveaways courtesy of our friends at Camp Chef. And we're also doing a couple of little fun contests. Doesn't cost a thing to enter, but if you guess right in our contest, you can walk away with a pocket knife sharpener from WorkSharp or smoked salmon from Cena Sea, which is absolutely delicious. As for this week's show, we've got a really good one for you, jam-packed, I might add, with more guests than usual. We'll start off in just a few minutes talking to Holly McClellan. She is a fisheries biologist for the Colville Confederated Tribes, and they've got a little bit of a problem with northern pike in northeast Washington. They have migrated from Idaho and Montana to waterways like the Ponderay River to Long Lake and Lake Roosevelt. In a Lake Roosevelt, not only are they gill netting them to try to get rid of them like they are in the other waterways, but they also have a bounty program where recreational anglers can catch northern pike, turn in their heads, and get $10 per pike. Not a bad deal. Great excuse to go fishing. Holly will tell you more about that in just a little bit. For our extended Max Minute, we're going to talk to a new pro staffer, Chris Davis. He's an avid kayak angler, and he actually puts together a little event, a winter walleye social on the Columbia River near Boardman, where he gets a whole bunch of people together, and they just go out for the day and get out there to catch some walleye out of their kayaks. What else do we have for you? Well, how about a half-day, full-day, or multi-day trip down the Salmon River and into Hell's Canyon? You can do that with the Idaho River Experience based in Riggins, Idaho. And Mark Christensen, who is the co-owner of this company, will tell you all about it. You won't want to miss this conversation. I got to talk to Mark at the Tri-City Sportsman Show, and I talked to some other folks, too. That includes Lindsey Hare. He is the man who came up with Q-Stoves Incorporated, and he's got a really slick product called the Q-Flame, which is an outdoor patio heater. It is also a heater slash wood stove you can put in a canvas tent. And if you want to grill on it, well, he's got an accessory for that, too. It's really an all-in-one. It's very affordable, and it's operated. Not by wood, not by propane, but by pellets. I think after you hear about this, you're going to want to get one yourself. And good news, uh, Lindsay is also at the Washington Sportsman Show in Puyallup, and he's offering some show pricing that's $100 off his Q-Flame. Now, normally, that would be all the guests we would have, but this time around, we've got another one, too. That would be Sarah Youngblood. She's the secretary for the Conconoli Chamber of Commerce. Now, Conconoli is a great little town in north-central Washington. It's bordered by two lakes that both open up the fourth week of April for fishing. But I'll tell you what, if you go there earlier in April, there's still a lot to do. Sarah will tell you all about this towards the end of our show. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, settle in, and let's get things started as we do every week with another edition of Sportsman Spotlight with David Sparks. 
I asked Mark Hatfield of the National Wild Turkey Federation how popular, on the whole, is hunting wild turkeys. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. Across the country, turkey hunting is probably higher, a solid number two when you come to the eastern half of the United States. But then there's probably some regional variations in that as well. So turkeys, deer, waterfowl are the big three. Turkeys are more hunted in the southeast than they are in the west. There's a more of a tradition there. So it is variable within the general pockets of where you're at, but it's typically top three by far. And I guess, Mark, one of the reasons is, is that when you're hunting turkeys, there are so many variables, so many things you have to be astute about that hunting a turkey really is hunting. It's not shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> yeah, you know, turkeys, they are interactive, which causes some variables. They're a very wary, vigilant bird in general. You know, everything likes to eat turkeys. And so they're interactive. They've got a very complex, more complex pecking order than we've probably ever realized. So turkeys are a lot of fun to hunt. The interaction makes them a very good entry point into recruiting, retaining, and reactivating hunters. The proximity in which you do harvest these birds and shoot these birds provides a different element altogether. Getting a bird within 40 yards is different than getting something within 300 yards. Boy, ain't that the truth, particularly if you're archery hunting. Farmers know a thing or two about being tough, and they hold their wheat to that same standard. Their fields need to be able to take on anything because there's no telling what tomorrow has in store. That's why Westbred brand wheat offers varieties like WB9303 and WB9668, both offering strong yield potential and high protein content. Meet your standards of excellence. Plant Westbred. Performance may vary. The first 75 days of a potato's life is fragile. It's crucial to be proactive in keeping diseases and pests from devastating your crops. The Bayer family of products provides an agronomic force field around potatoes that helps create a successful harvest and high yield potential. And potatoes love it in here. Because it's not very pleasant outside the force field. Let's go back in. Phew. We should stay here forever, or at least the next 75 days. Learn more at BayerPotato75DayIPM.com. Always read and follow pesticide label directions. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We've got a really interesting topic for you today. It's all about the northern pike. Now, in the Midwest and in Canada and in parts of Alaska, they are sought after as a hard-fighting game fish. They taste good, though with that Y-bone, they can be a little bit tough to clean. And a lot of folks like going after them, especially in some of our states in our listening area, like Wyoming and Montana and parts of Idaho. But in Washington State... Biologists have a very different opinion of the northern pike, which are in the northeast part of our state. With us here to explain why that is and what's being done to try to eradicate northern pike in Washington state is Holly McClellan. She's a fisheries biologist with the Colville Confederated Tribes. Holly, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I understand northern pike are not native to Washington state. They got here from Lake Coeur d'Alene in Idaho through the Spokane River. I also understand they got into the Ponderay River via the Clark Fork River in Montana. And as a fisheries biologist, you're not thrilled about this at all. Why is that? Yeah, so we have a few concerns here in eastern Washington. And primarily, 
because uh, northern pike are not native to our area. So as they come into uh, the new waters, they will start consuming up a lot of our native fish. And they're a very aggressive fish. As most people know, that's why they're fun to catch. And they eat a lot and they can eat so much that they can change an ecosystem. And with us here in the eastern Washington, we have a lot of really cool native fish that we do not want to see their populations collapse because of this new predator. What are some of the native game fish populations that could be in peril if we have an explosion of northern pike? Yes, one of the main ones in Lake Roosevelt specifically is the red band trout. And red band trout are an inland eastern Washington trout, and they are genetically unique to eastern Washington. So in Lake Roosevelt, uh, the Sampoil River, which is on the Colville Tribes Reservation, has a genetically unique population that is different from other red band trout populations. There's a genetic unique one in the Spokane River drainage, and there's another one up in the Kettle River drainage. So, And these fish are not found anywhere else in the entire planet. And so we really are trying to protect them and keep their populations high enough so that they are here into the future. And since northern pike are so voracious, they love to eat soft-bodied silver fish, and red band trout would be the first on their menu. Okay, I didn't know that. Now, folks, if you don't know what a northern pike looks like, think of it as kind of a torpedo-shaped fish. It's green with like a white chain or white spots on it, a white belly. It's got a long head, and it is full of razor-sharp teeth. As a matter of fact, one of the nicknames for the northern pike is the water wolf. And it is an ambush predator. It'll stay in the weeds or behind logs or behind rocks. And when one of these fish swims by or a frog or even ducklings, they will attack and they will slash at it and they will eat it up. As a matter of fact, I saw a recent press release where you caught one of these northern pike in a gill net and it was trying to eat a burbot that was like the same size it was. Yes, correct. To our surprise, even when we pulled the net up out of the water, the pike did not let go of this burbot. And the pike had the burbot face in its mouth. And that's one of the other native fishes that we are trying to protect. Uh, your listeners don't know, burbot are also native in Lake Roosevelt and to eastern Washington. And they're a prehistoric fish, been around um, with the white sturgeon, which is also another prehistoric fish, back when the dinosaurs were around. And so these fish are very important to us as well, that we don't want them to go extinct because they're preyed upon by these non-native fishes. So, yeah, that burbot was fighting for its life there. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about some of the ways that the, the Colville Confederated Tribes and the Spokane Tribe and the Kalispell Tribe and Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife are working to eradicate these fish in Long Lake and Lake Roosevelt and the Ponderay River. I understand it's primarily gill netting that's the go-to method? Yes, and all these water bodies, yeah, gill netting is our go-to method. It captures the most fish and it's the least amount of effort for us so we can set a net in the day and let it fish overnight and come pull it the next day. And it, they're pretty effective. We've got it down to where we know the best mesh sizes to capture the fish in. We know the best net material and the certain types of habitat to set the nets into target pike. So we really are trying to stay away from bycatch and other fishes. We're really trying to just target northern pike. I was going to ask about that. I think that's mm -hmm. the biggest criticism of gill nets is the fact that you do get bycatch and Sometimes yeah. it's other fish. I've seen waterfowl ensnared in gill nets before and drowned in animals. So I'm, I'm glad you're targeting where you're putting the gill nets so that you're targeting primarily just the pike. 
Now, having said that, though, gill netting isn't doing it by itself. You've actually ruled out a bounty program for recreational anglers on Lake Roosevelt. Tell our listeners about this. Yeah, so, well, we can spend a bunch of time out there trying to remove these. We also know anglers are out there every single day fishing, and we want them to try and be a part of the solution to help protect Lake Roosevelt. So we put together this uh, reward program where we have freezers set out at the boat launches to make it easier for the anglers. When they come off the water, there is a freezer and has information about pike and bags to put their heads in, and they drop it in the freezer. We come pick them up once a week, and we'll send out Visa gift cards to the anglers, $10 per pike head. And we don't care how big or small the fish is, every single pike counts for $10. That's interesting. But I noticed that last year... Only 125 fish were turned in for a payout of $1,250. Does that mean there's not a lot of effort and not a lot of people know about this? Or does it just mean there's not a lot of pike in Lake Roosevelt to catch? Maybe both or all the above. So we rolled the program out in 2017 and we had pretty good response. And then over the years, every year, it's been going down and down and down, which I think is also following our trends with our suppression and monitoring programs where we are reducing the number of northern pike out there. We're, meet, we're you know, working towards our goal of reducing their populations or basically collapsing their population. So there's less pike out there, but there's definitely pike to be had still by anglers. And we want just to let everyone know to participate. And if you catch one, just when you're out walleye or trout fishing to just keep it, kill it, and turn it in for your reward. Lake Roosevelt is a huge impoundment of the Columbia River. It's 150 miles long. It's a lot of water to cover if you're after pike. Help us narrow it down. Where are the hot spots if somebody wanted to participate in this program to go after northern pike? Yes, the majority of uh, pike are still congregated in the upper sections of Lake Roosevelt by Kettle Falls, the Kettle River, uh, Colville River areas, as well as Gifford. So if you, uh, we've made a map and we put it on the Colville Tribe's website for the hot spots for pike anglers. And yeah, if you go targeting pike, it's mostly stay up in the upper sections of the reservoir. And there's some shallow flat anglers who know about those. That's where we capture most of them. Are there any other concerns you have about northern pike in our northeastern Washington waters? Yeah, I would like to mention that the co-managers of Lake Roosevelt invest over $9 million annually into the fisheries to provide opportunity for our community. And having the northern pike collapse any of our current fisheries would really put some of that economic input to jeopardy. And the $9 million investment turns around and injects about $18 million into the local economy. So making sure our fisheries are productive and continue is really important to the managers. Very interesting angle to consider. All right, what is the website folks should go to to find out more about this program and also to check out the map that you have published showing exactly where the hotspots are? So, cobbletribes.com, and then there's a fisheries link, and under that link, there's the maps and then the reward program rules and some other northern pike information. All right, one more time with that website. Cobbletribes.com. CallvilleTribes.com. That's the website to go to. Make plans to go fishing up at Lake Roosevelt this spring, summer, and fall. See if you can reel in some northern pike. You're doing the other fish species a real favor when you do. Turn them in and make a little bit of money to boot. Holly, thanks for spelling all of this out for us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Thank you for having me.
Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sina Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio and to an extended Max Min, brought to you by Max Lur. You know what time it is. It's time for another extended Max Minute, which we really should just call the two-minute drill at this point, because that's how long this minute seems to go. And we've got somebody new for you this week. It's a pro staffer from Max Lure named Jim Davis. He hails from the Tri-Cities, and he loves kayak fishing. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I want to talk about an event that you and your friends put on, the Winter Walleye Social. Tell us a little bit about the history of this and what it's all about. The Winter Walleye Social is something that we do every November. It's when the... Eater-sized fish generally go a little bit deeper. They're congregated, and they're pretty easy to target. I have put out an invite to everybody, and I get people from all over the three states in the Pacific Northwest and other areas. We all come out. Everybody uh, asks what to use. We tell them, you know, pick up some sonic bait fish or some blade baits or some different things. And then uh, we all come down, and everybody, we launch in the water. And I put up a lot of the guys at my house. I think I had 20 of them this year stay at the plate at my oh, house. wow. And it's it's a good time. We all go out and eat dinner. But anyways, we'll we'll fish for a couple of days there. And like this year, the day of the, uh, the the event, I think we had 55 anglers and there wasn't a single individual that skunked. Well, that's fantastic. And the thing about this is this isn't a derby. This isn't a contest. It's just a get together and everybody who has a kayak is invited. Yes, exactly. Yep. It's everybody that's got a kayak is invited to come. As long as we do promote, you know, safety, we'd like to see people in dry suits and life jackets are an absolute must and all that kind of stuff. So if people want to get in on next year's Winter Walleye Social, how do they go about that? If you wanted to get in on next year's Winter Walleye Social, you could either look me up on Facebook, Jim Davis. You can go to the Facebook page, Kayak Fishing Addicts Northwest, where uh, we post a lot of stuff there. Or you can go ahead and, and get on to uh, Tri-City Kayak Anglers on Facebook, and we'll post the social there as well. All right. Different ways to do it. Either look for Jim Davis on Facebook or Kayak Fishing Addicts Northwest and make plans to attend the Winter Walleye Social in November of 2023. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. That's the sound you hear when a fish hits the new sonic bait fish from Max Lure Company. This metal lure can be cast, trolled, or jigged, and will catch just about anything that swims in the sea, the river, or the lake. The sonic bait fish has a unique vibration and flutter that can be rigged in seven different ways. With all sorts of eye-catching colors and weights available, you'll be reaching for the sonic bait fish as your go-to lure. It's the sonic bait fish. Only from Max Lure Company. A seafood bounty is waiting for you on Northwest Oregon's Tillamook Coast. Catch a limit of big salmon, haul up a pot of delicious crab, plan your visit today at TillamookCoast.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter and has what you need as a hunter, angler, hiker, paddler, camper, and outdoors enthusiast. They also carry an extensive assortment of firearms and ammunition you simply can't find anymore at many big box stores. On top of that, their knowledgeable staff is here to help you purchase the right gear so you can get the most out of your outdoor experience. Visit your local Sportsman's Warehouse store today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. 
Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We're continuing to broadcast from the Tri-City Sportsman Show in Pasco. A lot of great exhibitors here. And one of them, who I haven't run across before, is Mark Christensen. He is the owner of Salmon River Experience of Idaho, specializing in rafting trips and more on the Salmon River and also on the Snake. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me today, John. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your company? All right. We're a family-owned company. Started in 1979. My wife, Sarah, and I are the second owners, and we've had the company for about five years now. I've been working here for the last 11. We tend to run from half-day to five-day trips on the Salmon River, and then we also run the lower gorge of the Salmon on five-day trips and then end up on the Snake on that, taken out in Asotan, Washington. We can operate pretty big scale. We do small family trips, but we can also handle up to 250 or 300 people at one time on day trips. Oh my gosh. How many rafts do you have? Oh, we have 35 16-footers at this point. So pretty big flotilla. Definitely perfect for a, a corporate retreat or a family reunion or like you were telling me before, sororities and fraternities. Absolutely. Yeah, we really like the big groups. Um, We put on a great lunch on our day trips. We do that all on the side of the river on a sandy beach. And it's a well thought of lunch. And we have people that come back and request everything again and again. Before we run through the trips, let's talk about the rivers, especially the Salmon River. Now you're located in Riggins. What part of the Salmon are you floating? And what's so special about it? All right. We're floating from 27 miles above Riggins, which is called Vinegar Creek. And then we float all the way down, like I said, into the confluence of the snake. The part of the salmon that we're on is right on the edge of the wilderness area. The top edge is in the wilderness area. And then it takes you by the second deepest point in North America, which is that deep gorge right there at the turn at Riggins. One of the neatest parts about our day stretch is it's a very action-packed class three, three plus stretch with six really good hits in there and really fun pool and drop rapids and a good nature to where you can enjoy the whitewater and also get out and swim the flat stretches along with the boat and enjoy your day that way. Oh, that sounds like a ton of fun. All right, let's go ahead and run through the trips. We'll start off with the half-day trip. Where are you launching from that? Where are you taking out and what happens? All right, our half-day trip starts at Shorts Bar, which is just above Riggins, about a mile. And we take out at Lucille Recreation Area, which is about 10 miles on the north side of town. So you get a good 11-mile float in there on that. It's going to have some good Class 3 hits in it. You don't get a lunch, but we will provide you with a beverage and a snack on that trip. And you know, what I love about rafting trips compared to like guided fishing trips is that they're really inexpensive. For example, your half day trip for just a first time customer is only $75 and for the kids it's only 65 That's fantastic. Absolutely. And then we do large group rates as well, but it's it's an easy thing to get into. One of the neat sides of it versus a fishing trip is you're guaranteed that fun every day too. We don't always catch fish when we're fishing, but we do have a great time on the water when we're rafting. Well, we'll talk fishing in a minute, but let's get on with the full-day trips. What are those like? All right, our full-day trip, we're going to take you a dozen miles above Riggins, and we're going to start you off in a little bit more scenic of a canyon up there. You're away from the highway, and your first 12 miles will have a couple big rapids in there, Ruby and Lake Creek, very scenic, big, very good-looking water, big classic Vs and wave trains, and then dropping off into big pools. At some point throughout the day, around lunchtime, we'll stop and pull off on a beach where we will make you a riverside deli style lunch. We do multiple meats and cheeses, veggies, crab salad, cookies, chips, and drinks. And then after you're completely full on that, we'll run you through the same white water that we would 
have on our half day trip from town down and take you out at that same Lucille recreation area. I know a lot of folks listening to this are probably thinking to myself, I'm not experienced with this. I've never done this before. That means I can't go, but that's not true. No, absolutely not. We welcome the inexperienced. We really pride ourselves in very talented, very safe guides that have multiple years of experience on this river. You'll be an active participant. You'll be the propulsion for the boat, paddling us forward into the whitewater, and the guides will be doing the steering and the controlling of the boat. And in terms of age range, that's the other great thing about rafting wide variety of ages can participate in this. Absolutely. We like to say for our day stretch between 8 and 88. But really, 8 years old is about the beginning if you really want to get into the big white water. And the, and the top end is limitless, really. All right. Now we got to talk about the overnight trips. So you've got some that are on the Salmon River. You've got some that are on both the Salmon and the Snake. Uh, let's start off with the ones on the Salmon, these two- or three-day trips. These sound like fun. They definitely are. Our two-day trips, we're starting all the way up right on the edge of the wilderness area. We're putting in up there at Cary Creek and floating from basically the Wind River Pack Bridge down to Lucille. On our two-day trips, we're going to be doing lunch, dinner, breakfast, and then the following lunch. So you'll be eating along the river for lunch both days, our deli-style lunch with some special additions. And then we do a western-style dinner, so a lot of Dutch oven cooking, a lot of... We've been recently getting into very locally sourced meats and vegetables, doing a lot of the, the more local flavors. So you may see some elk bratwurst, or you may see a piece of buffalo on the menu for dinner. Oh, wow, that sounds fantastic. It really is. It's an enjoyable time, a great, great view of the stars at night. We provide all of your camping equipment as well as all the food. We provide some adult beverages, and you can bring your own as well for on the beach. Oh, that sounds great. Now, Dutch oven, dessert, what do you got? You know, on our single night trip, our two-day, you might be seeing some frosted brownies. But as we expand into the three-day, you might be seeing a cobbler mixed in with that. or maybe Oh, a I love the cobbler and the crumble. <laughs> All right. Let's turn to your lower gorge trips, three, four, and five days. Let's talk about that five-day trip. Absolutely. Our five-day trip is probably our most enjoyable trip. We do a handful of these, maybe eight of these each year. And from these, this trip, we're launching at Whitebird, Idaho, and going 45 miles down the Salmon, and then doing the bottom 20 miles of Hell's Canyon on the Snake. And these trips are very unique. All of our equipment will be carried with us. We'll be doing camping, like we said, along the beaches, and then we do a lot more in-depth cooking on these trips. On a trip like this, you're going to see a steak and salmon night. You're going to see some amazing fajitas, and you're going to see your desserts progressively build, hopefully winding up with our famous pineapple upside-down cake for the last evening. Sounds delish. Now, let's talk about free time. I mean, you're going to be spending a lot of your day in the raft, but you're probably going to have some time in the evenings. I'm guessing maybe folks should bring a fishing rod. I know that the smallmouth bass fishing, the sturgeon fishing on the the snake is very good. How is it on the salmon? You know, the salmon is one of the best-kept secrets when it comes to smallmouth bass fishing. We may not have the numbers that the Snake River has, but we actually have better consistent size. And so it makes for a really enjoyable, both from the boat throughout the day, as well as on the beaches in the evening. On our lower salmon trips, we quite often provide inflatable kayaks if the guests are interested. And then you can play around in the eddies and do some fishing right from camp or kind of choose your own adventure as you're going down throughout the day. Oh, that sounds fantastic. So what time do you usually hit the beach in the evening? You know, we like to aim for 3.30 or 4 o'clock. When you show up at the beach, your camp will already be all set up for you. Your appetizers will be ready, and they'll put the final touches on your mixed drinks for you when they see your boat rolling in. I love this. And folks, you're going to love the price on this, too. 
five-day trip that he just described, $1,425. Of course, you'll want to tip your guide, but $1,425 for basically an all-inclusive five-day rafting trip and some of the most beautiful scenery in North America. This is hard to beat. What's the website so folks can find out more? Our website is salmonriverexperience.com. And we just ask that you would hit us up right there or give us a call at 1-800-892-9223. And if you didn't get that number, just go to the website. Again, it's SalmonRiverExperience.com. It's Riggins, Idaho's very own Salmon River Experience. And you can enjoy it too this spring, this summer, and early this fall. And we didn't even get in the cast and blast traps. We'll save that for another time in terms of chucker hunting and fishing too. But again, SalmonRiverExperience.com. Check it out. Book your trip today because space is limited. Mark, thanks so much for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Thank you for having me, John. Have a great day. This portion of the show was brought to you by our friends at Cena Sea Seafoods. That's the company that delivers delicious, wild-caught Alaskan seafood right to your door. Everything from copper river sockeye salmon to halibut to sable fish and even king crab legs. Better still, they are offering a 10% discount to our listeners. If you want to take advantage of that, go to cenasea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, cenasea.com, and put in the promo code OUTDOORSRADIO. Once you do that, you get 10% off your entire order. The website again, cenasea.com, and the promo code for 10% off, Outdoors Radio. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. We've got more audio for you from the Tri-City Sportsman Show in Pasco. And I always love checking out what's new in terms of products I think you, as a listener, might be interested in. And I found something. It is the Q-Flame. It is built by Q-Stoves. And with us here is the designer and the owner, Lindsay Hare. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing? Doing great. So why don't you describe the Q-Flame for our listeners? Sure. What it is, is we found the defects in fire pits and propane, and we took all of those problems out and created a gravity-fed, pellet-fueled outdoor heater. And it's really slick looking. It's not bulky. It's tall, but it's definitely not bulky. Why don't you go ahead and describe the dimensions of it and how much you can put in there pellet-wise? Sure. It's 76 inches tall, which is about standard for most patio overhangs. It's 24 inches wide, 12 and a half inches deep, and has 106,000 BTU at its maximum output. When you fill it full of pellets, how long will that flame last? Holds 20 pounds at a time, and it'll run about three to four hours. Perfect for those crisp, spring and fall evenings, even some of the mild winter evenings if you're out on the patio. But I notice you've also got a canvas tent there and you actually have accessories so you can put the Q-Flame inside of a canvas tent. Yeah, we found that with hopper extensions, we could run all night. So there's no need to wake up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and put in more wood. These pellets gravity feed until it's empty. So with 40 pounds capacity, you can run for 8 to 10 hours. The Q-Flame, when it's in a canvas tent, is it only straight up, or do you also have the ability to have the slanted one for the tents that are built with those holes in them for stoves? I make the adapters for both. My wall tent actually has a stove jack on the wall, and so I made the adapter for that. And I also build one that goes straight up as well. 
And not to be a pitch man here, but folks, wait, there's more. Not only will this keep you warm, you can cook with it too with another accessory. Correct. If you shift over to hardwood pellets, you take off the chimney and now it's a barbecue. And why don't you tell us about the barbecue accessory? That looks pretty handy itself. It is. You know, you're eating before you're heating. So you fill it up with hardwood pellets. You cook your chicken, your burgers, your your hot dogs, anything that you like on that. And you're actually grilling with those wood flavors that you're looking for when you smoke and when you do other things. So it really is a unique taste flavor that you get at those temperatures for grilling. Sounds absolutely delicious. So cook first and then what? You shut it down and put on the the stove pipe and then all of a sudden you're back to heating again? It's actually simpler than that. The handles on the barbecue allow it to come off when it's hot, set it to the side, and you have a cold chimney that you put back onto the Q-flame itself and you go from eating to heating. How did you figure this out in terms of coming up with the design for this? Well, I spent a lot of money on propane first, and then I got a lot of smoke in my eyes from shifting over to a barbecue pit, and then having to store and season wood, etc., and just buy fuel that didn't last very long or that was too expensive anyway. Pellets are very inexpensive, and for less than a dollar an hour in fuel costs, we made the Q-Flame work at a high BTU with a low cost to operate. And I want to talk about not just the low cost to operate, but the low cost to purchase too. When you told me the purchase price, and I'm not talking the show price, talking the everyday price, I was pretty darn impressed. Sure. Our website has them for $4.99. They're also at a bunch of other websites, but for here at the show, it's $3.99. And you're going to be at some other shows too, aren't you? I will. I'll be at the Pialop Sportsman Show. I'll also be at the Yakima Sportsman Show as well. So you'll be able to take advantage of that $3.99 purchase price of both the Washington Sportsman Show and Puyallup. That one is February 1st through the 5th. And also at the Yakima Show, that's the Central Washington Sportsman Show at the Sundome, February 24th through the 26th. So yeah, if you're anywhere close to those places, you might want to swing on by, check out the Q-Flame, take one home with you for heating, for cooking, and who knows what else you're going to use it for. Yeah, it's really a unique product that has a lot of function. That's kind of the goal of the company is to make things that do really well and that have multifunction and that will last a really long time. Very briefly, got about a minute left here. The Q-Flame is is definitely the one that, that caught my attention. I'm guessing the Q-Stoves Incorporated also has some other products too. We do. We have two sizes of pizza oven, and what makes that unique is a couple of things. It has two different style of burns where you can run pellet or propane, and also the stone itself rotates like a record, so you have very even cooking, and you don't have to take it out, turn it, spin it, and whatnot. Really easy and fun to operate. It does a lot more than just pizza. Lindsay Hare, you are a certified super genius in my eyes. So, folks, check it all out. The website to go to is qstoves.com. Very simple, qstoves.com. And, again, if you're going to be at the Washington Sportsman Show or the Central Washington Sportsman Show in Yakima, check out Q Stoves and the Q Flame. I think you're going to want to definitely buy one. Lindsay, thanks so much for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Thanks for having me. Next up on Northwestern Outdoors Radio, we've got more audio for you from the Tri-City Sportsman Show. And I ran across a booth I always love to stop at. It is the Conconoli Chamber of Commerce. And folks, if you haven't been to Conconoli in north-central Washington, that's, oh, west of OMAC, south of the Canadian border, you are missing out on a great place to go for outdoors recreation. Just a great place to hang out, too. With us here to tell you more about early season opportunities at Conconoli is Sarah Youngblood. She is the Secretary for the Chamber of Commerce. Sarah, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's talk first about Conconoli. Why don't you go ahead and, and tell our listeners how big it is, what kind of businesses are in town, and the lakes that border both ends of the city. 
So Conconelli is a fairly small town. In the summertime, we have about 400 residents, and in the wintertime, we have about 200 permanent residents. Some of the businesses that we have there, you can find the general store. Everybody loves to stop there for ice cream in the summertime. You can get all of your drinks, and they actually have a coffee shop in it now. Oh, okay. And antique store. So it's changed a little bit, but that is kind of a a new thing in the general store. We also have the Sit and Bowl, which is a fantastic restaurant and bar is the same as the Red Rock. The Red Rock does have new owners this year, so we're excited to see what opportunities they're going to present for us. We also have tons of different resorts available, which is Liars Cove, Shady Pines. We have the Cozy Cabin, Comstock Motel as well. And then we have the State Park, which is fantastic, and you can also rent cabins there as well. And we have both of the upper and lower reservoir lakes there in Conconelli, which is great for fishing. Um, You can get kokanee, bass. I know we have some rainbow trout in there as well. Well, the problem, though, is that you don't get to go after those fish in the upper and lower reservoir and several other lakes until the fourth weekend of April. And I know that's like the most popular weekend of the year in Conconelli. What I wanted to focus on today was kind of going just before the season starts, because there are some opportunities in the month of April, and it's wide open lodging-wise. I mean, you've pretty much got the town to yourself, but you still got some outdoors recreation. And one thing that people can do starting April 1st is head to Spectacle Lake. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what they can find there fishing-wise? So Spectacle Lake is about 25 minutes away from Conconelli through the back roads, which are usually open as long as there hasn't been too much snow on the ground. It's great for ATVs. People like driving from Conconelli to Spectacle. And in Spectacle Lake, you can find brook trout as well as your large and smallmouth bass. I didn't know you could catch brook trout in Spectacle Lake. And I know brook trout get a bad rap, but they're colorful and they fight good. And they can get up to good sizes if they're not a stunted population. Correct. Are there any other fish you can catch in the spring at Spectacle Lake? You can catch bluegill as well as catfish. Tell you what, you go ahead and toss out a bobber with a little jig and a worm under there and put your kid in front of that. He or she is going to have hours of entertainment. Nothing more fun than catching bluegill with the kids. That is correct. All of our family loves going out there for fishing. Let's talk about something else. That would be turkey hunting. Now, turkey season opens up on the 15th, and you've got a lot of turkey up in your neck of the woods in both the Sinlahican Wildlife Area and on the National Forest Service land that surrounds you. Correct. If you are staying in Conconelli, and if you drive five minutes out of town in the Forest Service area or about a 15-minute drive out into the Sinlahican, you can find turkeys just about everywhere. Sounds like a very target-rich environment, pun intended there. So again, folks, consider a trip to Conconelli before the crowds arrive for the trout opener the fourth week of April. Go there around the 15th. Go there at the 1st of April. Do some fishing at Spectacle Lake. Do some turkey hunting. There's lots of hiking to be done, lots of wildlife watching. You'll never see so many deer in a town than you do in Conconelli. I honestly believe the deer outnumber the residents there most of the time. They do. But it's always a good time. And again, whether you're going to one of the the taverns there, especially the Sit and Bowl, which is one of my favorites, or the Red Rock, which I've got to ask, do they still serve that really good pizza? They do. 
really good pizza, it's folks. Trust me on this. <laughs> and if you're looking for places to stay, again, Liars Cove Resort, Shady Pines Resort, both well-established places right on the lower lake. You've got the Comstock Motel in town, very clean. And you've got cozy cabins and RV park. Haven't stayed there yet, but I'll have to make plans to do so. What's the website folks should go to if they want to find out more about staying in Conconoli and recreating in that area? It would be the Conconoli Chamber. And we also have our Facebook page as well, and that one is updated more regularly. All right. Well, look for the Conconoli Chamber of Commerce on Facebook or go to Conconoli.com. That's C-O-N-C-O-N-U-L-L-Y, Conconoli.com, and plan a small town outdoors getaway for this spring. Sarah, thanks for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Thank you. Did you know we actually have a sponsorship opportunity available for this show? That's right. You can be a sponsor of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, reaching thousands of listeners every week, tuning in to 69 stations in seven states. If you have a business that caters to outdoors enthusiasts, this is the platform for you, and you're going to find it's much more affordable than you think. Contact me through my website at northwesternoutdoors.com, and let's get a conversation started. That's northwesternoutdoors.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter with the gear you need for fishing, hunting, camping, paddling, cooking, and just about anything else you can do in the woods or in the water. With over 125 stores across America, there is bound to be a Sportsman's Warehouse near you with not only the gear you need, but also the experts to help you get the most out of the product you purchase. Head down to your local Sportsman's Warehouse today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com. The new year is here, and you know what that means. It's show season, and Lachlan Trade Shows has all sorts of great shows coming your way to include new dates here for the Washington Sportsman Show, February 1st through the 5th at the fairgrounds in Puyallup, and the huge Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show will be taking place February 15th through the 19th at the Expo Center in Portland. This is the second biggest show in the entire nation if you can't make it to portland there's always the seattle rv show february 16th through the 19th at the lumen field event center and last but not least the central oregon sportsman show march 9th through the 12th find out more at otshows.com that's otshows.com for all of these great shows Before we go today, we've got time for one last shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with your host, John Cruz. I'm glad you're back because it's time for your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. And we've got another question for you this week that is, once again, for the birds. As you know, after last week, most groups of birds are called flocks of birds, but there are exceptions. For example... Last weekend, if you played our trivia question of the week, you learned a group of ravens is called an unkindness of ravens, and a group of crows is called a murder of crows. Here's your question for this week. What is a group of owls called? Yes, those birds of the night. What are they called? I'll give you a hint. They are named after England's version of Congress. So if you think you know the answer, you know what to do. Go to our website at northwesternoutdoors.com, shoot us an email, and let us know 
what a group of owls is called. Or you can do the same thing on our Facebook page at Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Make sure you like and follow the page first and go to the post thread where we have the question and give us your answer there. And with any luck, you will be the lucky person that is drawn to win a $25 gift card this week from Sportsman's Warehouse where ammo is in good supply. And that is hard to find these days. A lot of the big box stores don't even carry ammunition anymore. We're talking about places like Walmart. Good luck trying to find ammunition there. But if you go to Sportsman's Warehouse, you'll find all sorts of ammunition for handguns, for shotguns, for rifles, and more. So head on down to a Sportsman's Warehouse store near you and stock up on the ammo you need. On that note, we have got to go. We are out of time, but I hope you'll make it down to the Washington Sportsman Show. Drop by our booth. I'd love to chat with you and give you a chance to win some swag. Until next time, do take care. God bless and make it a point to spend some time outdoors. Outdoors.